You're listening to The Comics Hall with Amy and Paul, Sideshow's very own comic book podcast. Join us as we celebrate New Comic Book Day every week and discuss the latest releases, the biggest announcements, and more from your favorite publishers. What's in your comics hall? Hey everybody, I'm Amy. And I'm Paul. And welcome to The Comics Hall. This is the last show of 2020. Oh my goodness. Applause. Uh, silence. Thank um, you. Thank you. Yeah, this it's a big deal. Uh, but we are here on Wednesday, December 16th, and we're not going to be covering the new releases today. In fact, we are doing our holiday special, uh, and we will be giving you guys our Comics Hall certified gift guide for giving uh, the gift of comics to the friends and family in your life. We've come up with a nice uh, list of different categories and criteria for helping you narrow down your search. Uh, but before we get too far into that, we do have a lovely moderator with us today. Hi, I'm Jasmine. Welcome to the Comics Hall. We are live on Twitter, Facebook, and Let Your Geek Side show on Twitch, in YouTube, and on Instagram. Wow. Enjoy. That's a lot of places. <laughs> a lot of places. <laughs> a lot of places. If you guys are tuned in, thank you guys for joining us again. Last show of the year. And it has, as of this week, officially been one full year of the Comics Hall. A full year of us full. yelling at people about comics that we love. Um <laughs> From Thank you all so much. Yes, um, <laughs> me yelling over at Amy. Hey, this is what I think of this comic book, and someone saying, "Can you guys just get a show so we don't have to hear <laughs> any of this?" And now we do, and it's been a full year since then. Yes, uh, but you know, the year is not done. There is still more fun. I mean, we have the rest of this show, but we do have a couple of uh, sideshow events that are going on. So, Paul, do you want to kind of explain what's going on right now? Yes. So uh, right now, everyone, we still do have uh, Spectacular going on. We are in day 16 of Spectacular, which is a uh, event that we have that goes for most of December where we have daily deals and giveaways. Um, now you can check out um, all of the daily um, shenanigans that we've got going on on all of our social channels, or you can just head to side.show forward slash spectacular, bookmark the page and stay up to date. Uh, spectacular ran from the 1st, and it's going to go all the way up to the 24th of December. And then after the 24th, we start our next and final event of the year, and technically our, our first event of, of next year, but it's fine, um, And which is called 12 Days of Sideshow, which I'm sure a lot of you are not only only familiar with but you're definitely looking forward to um but we do still have some really really great shows going on during spectacular we have a, an awesome uh we have an instant giveaway uh episode next week we've got strike a pose still we've got a win lose or die that is being written by our wonderful wonderful moderator jasmine edwards and that's going to be so much fun um and then we just have a lot of other really really great stuff going on during spectacular but it's going until the 24th and then starting on the 25th on christmas day we start 12 days of sideshow which uh, i know amy's excited for <laughs> <laughs> i am and i do like that that we've we've technically pointed out if you guys are paying attention it does straddle last event of this year the first event of next year uh it is as it sounds 12 days of new product reveals uh those of you who might be familiar that is the traditional format uh but this year has been anything but traditional so 12 days is back in a new format uh That's don't worry though we will still have 12 days of brand new reveals for you so if you didn't have enough uh time to open gifts we start on the 25th and it you can check sideshow's website every day and it is like a new gift to you we are revealing and teasing some exciting new products uh and other announcements that are coming up from sideshow in the coming year so that is something for you to look forward to as you revel in uh the holiday afterglow this year, though, the event does have some additional uh, cool bonuses and activities going on. Mm -hmm. There is no registration required, but we do encourage you to follow all of our social media to get the updates. And key thing with all of these events, please make sure you have a Sideshow.com account. That is your best way to claim some yes. of the special things that are going on. Also, never hurts to be in our Let Your Geek Sideshow Facebook group. But this year, there will be discounts and deals as a part of the 12 Days of Sideshow, as well as giveaways. And everybody's favorite reward codes so again you do want to have a sideshow.com account to be able to participate but otherwise it is it is free and there is no registration required uh and paul there's a couple other things going on this year that make this 12 days a little different do you want to explain that yeah definitely we also as amy had said of course as everyone loves uh we do have uh sideshow reward codes coming of course um and 
I again, it may change because we do have some rogue members of Sideshow that love to just give stuff away to everyone. But all of the reward codes should be during a few live streams that we're going to have during the event. Again, runs from the 25th to the 5th. In between that time, we've got Win, Lose, or Die, Cobbled Cosplay, um, and we've got some other really, really fun stuff planned for you all. So that's when you can see some of those reward codes as well, and then some of those giveaways um, as well and discounts. Those are going to be on all of our social channels. So uh, we've got, again, so, so, so much fun coming uh you know, for the rest of the month leading into the next year, we're going to shepherd in the next in the new year with awesome reveals, giveaways, all sorts of different shenanigans. Um, w- w- this show has been renewed for season two, so we'll oh, be boy. back next year. Yeah, we <laughs> we've got a full series order. So <laughs> it's uh, they're you know they're retconning a few things, but then we're going to launch with a new number one in the. <laughs> no. Yeah, they're they're replacing me with just Amy twice. <laughs> <laughs> So it's finally what everyone's been asking for. Um, But as far as spectacular it goes, and as far as 12 days specifically, if you didn't write down everything we had just said right now, uh, don't worry. There is a blog coming uh, for everyone, uh, and that'll that'll go up very, very shortly. It's going to outline everything that's going on with 12 Days of Sideshow. And again, head over to side.show forward slash spectacular, and you can see everything that's happening with spectacular right now. Nailed that it. is two jam-packed wintry <laughs> events. Uh, so hopefully you guys got all that information straight. We're going to go right into our panel of the week. Uh, this is the last panel of the week showdown of the year. Uh, I'm going to say that after after every segment. I'll be like, this is the last time that I get to roast Paul for the Keep end of the together. year. <laughs> no, uh, so we we went head to head this week with a holiday theme challenge. We picked our favorite superhero holiday panels, and they were yes. um, equally merry and bright and also a little bit uh irreverent if you will uh so for both of our panels yeah (laughs) not what i thought i don't think there's such thing as a a normal superhero (laughs) holiday that is for sure um yeah so i'll lead us off so my panel uh is from christmas with the superheroes number two um and this is from 1988 and i actually own this book. Uh, it's it's fantastic. So this is written by Bill Loeb's, art by Colleen Duran, colors by Ty Templeton, where we can see Santa Claus. I don't want to spoil anything for you guys, but Santa Claus <laughs> riding in a sleigh made of sheer willpower um, and being, you know, the, the sleigh, of course, is being created by the Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. And instead of a, uh, a red-nosed reindeer, we've got a r- red-closed Flash. I couldn't think of another ride. Scarlet Speedster. <laughs> Scarlet Speedster in lieu of uh, all of those different reindeer pulling the sleigh. So uh, it's a really, really fun panel. I knew almost immediately what I wanted, but I, I had to look around. But I love this panel so much. And I went a little less traditional, like even more less traditional with a uh, with the Gwenpool holiday special number one. This was from this was a series of stories. So different like vignette stories. I also own this issue. It is a delightful uh, holiday anthology. This is from uh, I don't remember the exact title, but it's something along the lines of Deadpool and Hawkeye versus Christmas. Um <laughs> And it sees Deadpool teaming up with Hawkeye and Hawkeye. Uh, and Clint Barton, if you didn't recognize in the Santa suit, uh, is punching a pickpocket who has tried to ruin his holiday. Um, we've got Kate Bishop. We've got an elevator full of horrified onlookers and Deadpool the elf asking who's next for Santa's lap. Uh, so I thought I thought this was funny and it's very tonally appropriate for that entire Gwenpool holiday special. Also for the characters involved. So these, I think <laughs> these were both equally... Uh, festive panel choices, but there can only be one winner. You guys did vote both in our Let Your Geek Sideshow Facebook group and on our Instagram channel. And with a final drum roll of the year. Final drum roll. I'm hitting my mic, so hopefully that people on pod. I won! <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Stop messing with your microphone, Paul. You won. <laughs> uh, Christmas with the superheroes, number two. So, uh, yes. So I don't. I won, you know, the final... I, I kind of bookmarked us here, Amy. I'm, if I remember correctly, I think I won the first one and the last one. But who's who's counting and writing all of these down specifically all of the time? Um, not me. But um, thank you all so much for voting. Uh, actually, this week, so I won in the group, in the Let Your Geek Side Show Facebook group, which you can join at site.show forward slash geek group. Um, and Amy won on Instagram. So we we switched 
we switched again. So. so we've got some sickos on our Instagram page. <laughs> we sure do. No, yeah. uh, no, it's great that we're able to open up different voting channels. And, and in the new year, if there are other channels that people are interested in voting on, like maybe we can look into our Twitter. Um, but just all the ways that we uh, get you guys to participate, because obviously your vote decides uh, which of us gets to be insufferable for the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> You know, what's nice is normally, you know, we, we can hold our head high until, you know, Monday and then it's like a brand new week. I can I can keep this glow going till the end of the year. Congratulations, <laughs> Paul. You've earned it. <laughs> oh, I sure haven't. But thank you, Amy. <laughs> so what do we got next up? So next up, we, of course, for everyone, we we come bearing gifts. Uh, well, a giveaway is what we come bearing. So we have a brand new giveaway, uh, which is one that I think – we're both really excited for. I think this one was chosen before our last week's giveaway. And we are we're giving this away specifically because of a movie that's coming out on Christmas. I don't think anyone's heard of it though. Maybe I'm not sure. It's um, a little retro, so like maybe that's not in style anymore. Is, this movie comes out technically before my panel uh came out, so I'm really, really excited. Uh so enough vamping. Um we are giving away the hand signed San Diego Comic Con uh 2018 exclusive print of Wonder Woman. Amazon Warrior by Olivia DeBerardina. So this is the uh, again. This isn't the full art print. Is that that's correct, right, Amy? Yeah, this is the uh, eight and a half by eleven print proof that was created and signed exclusively uh, for San Diego Comic Con 2018, and it does have an embossed seal of authenticity. So it is a part of uh, mm-hmm. Sideshow's art print program. A very nice uh, space saving, but equally collectible, beautiful beautiful piece by of course none other than the pinup artist artist extraordinaire olivia yes her, her wonder woman pieces i mean in addition she's done of course the joker and the child and not oh, like non-stop catwoman her, but yeah i mean it's her, great her wonder womans are extremely coveted mm-hmm. so you can um, enter to win this uh we do have a gleam giveaway going on for this and uh paul i think you have a little bit more information so i do yes uh you like i gotta get out of here (laughs) you can head over (laughs) to thank you you can head over to uh side.show forward slash ww print g-a-w so that's ww like wonder woman print g-a-w like giveaway so again side.show forward slash ww print g-a-w uh jasmine is dropping the links for everyone in our chats uh wherever you may be watching but that giveaway is open as of now i believe um and if hold on let me see if cassidy got back to me yeah giveaway <laughs> is open now um for everyone and if if it's not give it a minute it, it should be open in literally a minute or two um but there are multiple ways to enter it'll lay it out for you all there the only way that's changed is we don't have a uh, holler at the hall question but i'm getting a little ahead of myself so um but we have a ton of different ways that you guys can enter you can uh like and review on um like Apple Podcast, you can follow us on Spotify. There's a billion different ways you can enter, and each of the different ways gets you a different amount of entries. So uh, please head over to side.show forward slash WW print GAW. Uh, this will go until the 18th at 6 p.m. Pacific. So if you were listening on the podcast format, you've also got a shot to enter for this giveaway. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful print. And you can head. You can check out the Olivia uh, de Berardinas, uh print itself, or the, uh, it's the Wonder Woman Amazon Warrior. So, it's and we wonderful. do have we do have a, a secret code word coming up later in the show. If you do stay tuned, uh, we mm-hmm. will drop the word that gets you some extra um, entries, as you do see on the Gleam page. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but uh, before we move on, uh, Jasmine did pass on a uh, a. Comment from our YouTube channel. Lauren Lopez in the YouTube chat says, I started reading comics thanks to this show. First of all, oh my goodness. Thank you. That is amazing. I mean, that is why. That is, I'd say at least 75% of the reason Paul and I sit here each week. The other 25% is so that we can discuss the books we picked up as we would in the office. But in all seriousness, thank you so much. That means a ton to us. Paul and I both come from backgrounds of having worked in comic book stores. And so encouraging people to read, especially in an amazing comic book environment that gets a little more intimidating every year because of how many amazing offerings there are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's that's huge. So thank you, Lauren, for for tuning in, for reading. I hope you're reading some books that you love and, and you found a comic book store to support or your favorite subscription platform and are uh, yeah. engaging with those comics. That's so cool. 
Yeah, we really, really appreciate it. And if you ever have any questions or anything before, if you, again, I don't know if you are picking comics back up or you just got into comics, but if you ever have any questions and you want to ask me or Amy before you head into a shop, because again, we've both worked in comic book stores and we know how daunting it can be to just walk into a shop and not really know where to pick stuff up. You can always reach out to us uh, right, right here. There it is. Yeah, you can find us pretty much anywhere at the Comics Hall, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find us in the Let Your Geek Set Show Facebook group. We are very, very accessible. Uh, so if you ever have any questions, you can talk to either me or Amy about that. And thank you so much. Uh, we it, it really does mean a lot. You have no idea. You know, If we can get one person to pick comic books back up physically or digitally, we've done our job. Yeah. And on that note, on the, the idea of getting people into comics, giving the gift of comics, we've got our holiday special gift guide. Paul and I narrowed down a couple of categories that are uh, specific enough that we think somebody that you know who you're hoping to get comics for on this list will fall under one of those categories. You yourself may fall under one of those categories, and so we encourage you to treat yourself to some comics. Treats. But if you're looking to share around and you're not quite sure where to start, uh, Paul and I have narrowed narrowed it down for you. So I think the first category we want to start with, of course, is what to get somebody who has never picked up a comic for whatever reason. Maybe they don't know where to start. Maybe they just thought they weren't interested. Somebody who has never picked up a comic book. Paul, what would you yes. get for that person? So my first uh, recommendation for someone who's never picked up a comic book is Kingdom Come by Mark Wade and Alex Ross. Now, this is a book that we've not only covered on this show um, in in its entire not in its in, in its entirety, but we've delved uh, delved deeply into this book specifically. Uh, we've both read. I've read multiple times. Um, now, I, I'm sure if you're wondering why why this book specifically, that's because not only is this book a staple and a must read for a lot of comic book fans, but DC readers specifically, it's only, you can get it for like between 15 or $20 at your local comic book store. You can find it digitally in a billion different places because it's, um, it's, it's a pretty popular book, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and this was published in 1996 and this book still holds up incredibly well. It's part of DC's Elseworlds. So the reason that I wanted to highlight that, and it's so important is because you don't need, or if you're getting this for someone, whether he or she has read any DC book, they can just pick this book up and not have to know anything about DC. I mean, really, I mean, if they have a passing familiarity with Superman, they're going to be fine picking up this book. Um, it's pretty self-contained. There are stories that follow it, but you absolutely do not need to read Anything that comes after it, obviously, we would love for you to. The more you read, the better. But you don't have to at all. Um, and Mark Wade and Alex Ross, two people who are, I mean, powerhouses in the comic book world, uh, collaborated and did an incredible job on this book. Um, again, it's 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 not only uh, you know it's a pretty highly praised book from Marvel fans, indie fans, everyone. And it's you've got a lot of familiar faces in a story that they can just pick up and enjoy. So I think this would be perfect. Kingdom Come by Mark Wade and Alex Ross. It's a DC Elseworlds book. Perfect for anyone who's never picked up a comic book before. And I would be entirely inclined to agree. It, it, yes. it does not require a lot of uh, prior knowledge of anything because of the way that the story is structured. Those Alex Ross illustrations they defy typical comic panels and it's incredible. And um, if, if the person maybe is a fan of the CW uh, DC television series, uh, Kingdom Come has been referenced in several of those big crossover events. So that's also a perfect way to entice them to make the jump from the screen to the page. So for my reader who has never picked up a comic, I'm going outside of the realm of superheroes to a book that I've also talked about on this show before. This is Giant Days Volume 1 from the Boom Studios imprint called Boom Box, which is kind of their more um, accessible, uh, kind of experimental. A lot of companies have their little imprints. And so uh, Boom Box was part of the subset of uh, Boom Studios. So Honestly, getting a new reader into comics can be challenging sometimes based on decades of continuity and retconning, renumbering, picking the right genre, or even the availability of the series if it's if it's a really niche series that a store might not have a lot of copies of. So Paul and I tried to take into consideration also books that are likely to be ready, readily available for you uh, at the store so you don't have to place an order and you're likely to be able to get them before 
uh, the holidays. So Giant Days was created by John Allison, who is a longtime webcomic creator. Uh, and uh, the first volume has art by Disney artist Lissa Trayman. Uh, and it follows the lives of three new friends in their first couple of weeks at university. And it's university because I believe it is set in England. Um, and it blends traditional growing up with the idea and the freedom of the reinvent yourself narrative that a lot of people uh, find when they get into college. The three main characters are Susan, Esther, and Daisy, and they are all very real. I say this in in a they're not it's a not it's not a nonfiction, but they are very <laughs> real people, uh, extremely down to earth and believable because they have to navigate the social scene of university. They have to no- navigate their schoolwork and. The whole story is about the process of self-discovery, like everybody does at that age. Um, the first volume is only $9.99, and it collects the first four issues of the series. Also, it's available on Comixology. Uh, and I think this is important. Giant Days as a series is finished from, from beginning to end. And so there's ultimately 14 volumes. Uh, but you don't have to worry about getting somebody hooked and then trying to explain to them how they can't wait on trades anymore or the series didn't go anywhere it is a full start to finish uh comic book series so getting them started on that first volume i think is fantastic there's also deluxe editions of the giant days um i think it's they're called like test edition or not on the test editions um those are even bigger if you think really you want to go in on a book that somebody's really going to love um i do want to say though that because the characters are college students there are references but nothing graphic to um, drugs and sex so it is recommended for readers 15 and up but that does get us into our next category uh which is what to get for young comic book readers so paul do you want to start with your pick I sure do. So, uh, so for younger readers, we, me and Amy sort of broke it up a little bit into maybe demographics. Um, I am kind of going to steer people more, maybe, I don't know, maybe like on the cusp of being a teenager to teenager side, maybe slightly younger, depending on the person. So, uh, my choice is Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing Twin Branches, uh, written by Maggie Stafeider and, uh, art by Morgan Beam. Uh, this is part of DC's um, young adult, you know, graphic novels that have come out that are, you know, they they're self-contained. Um, and a lot of these, this one specifically, I mean, it was why I chose it. It sets the, the the backdrop of this story is in the vein and in the world of Swamp Thing, but Swamp Thing is not the main uh, is not the main attraction of this book. Um, really, the attraction is the two brothers. There's twin brothers, Alec and Walker Holland, who uh, one is quiet, one is, you know, prom king, and it's incredible. It's a, an incredible story that really redefines and sort of challenges the lore that exists in Swamp Thing, and it finds the perfect pocket to place itself in within Swamp Thing's already massive myth and lore that exists. Um, Stif- uh, Maggie Stifider is has done an incredible job to really know her audience and really understand how um, how to make this book feel very age appropriate, but also it's like, hey, I'm not pandering because I think you're young, which I think some uh, some books underneath like uh, a larger company, if they've got a smaller imprint, it can seem like, okay, I'm not a, a child. Like I still want to read certain things. Um, this book does incredibly well with that. So um, my the biggest reason that I wanted to uh, – bring this book up because not only I would I hope that it encourages folks to or the, the younger readers to read more DC read more of the uh, young adult novels that they have that are absolutely incredible uh, I mean DC really does kill it with their their young adult um, you know imprint if you will um, but also maybe it'll push you to want to read more swamp thing which hopefully uh, turns into a big snowball or like I guess like a mud ball uh, just just building and building into just reading more DC that you branch out that pun is intended to Marvel and all of these other great books that are out there um, oh okay oh so I'm, I'm sorry it's pronounced uh, Steve Otter oh sorry jazz (laughs) i've been pronouncing her name wrong for months then (laughs) so that was paul's secret uh how to get your kids hooked on swap thing uh pitch yes so i'm also uh i'm going back into the realm of um kind of the more 
enticing people to read comics with realistic uh, situations, which is totally, if you know me, I love my superheroes and beat em ups, but sometimes uh, your kids are going to be interested in something a little different. So I am recommending Smile, which is published by Scholastic, uh, and it was written and drawn by Raina Talgemeier. Now, if you don't already know the name Raina Talgemeier and you have kids who are interested in comics, she needs to become a household name for you. Uh, she kind of reigns supreme right now on the middle grade graphic novel market. Um, amazingly witty and great, uh, just really down-to-earth stories. So Smile actually began as her autobiographical webcomic, and it has turned into an Eisner-winning uh, graphic novel. She's uh, been a New York Times bestseller multiple times over, and her, her work is usually suited for readers 7 to 12 years old. So Smile is, as I mentioned, her autobiography about her life in sixth grade, which if anybody uh, remembers <laughs> sixth grade, not a great time for a lot of people. And Raina had quite an experience. So the story is about uh, her life after falling and injuring her front teeth uh, and having to go through the dental trauma of on and off braces, headgear, surgery, and even a retainer with fake teeth uh, for her for her front teeth. All the while, she's dealing with the kind of coming of, coming of age staples of middle school life, uh, including boy confusion, bad friendships, and more. And so this is the author's own experience, but it is a nonfiction story that I think a lot of kids will be able to see themselves in, identify with uh, that kind of troubles of growing up. Smile was followed by a nonfiction uh, sequel called Sisters, which is autobiographical about the birth of her baby sister. She's also done a couple of other nonfiction pieces like Guts, which is a graphic novel take on uh, kind of the changes that your body experiences when you're in middle school and how terrifying that can be to a kid who doesn't really know what's going on. Um, she's also done fiction works like Ghosts and Drama. Drama is about uh, middle schoolers in a theater uh, production at their school. Um, and she's also done a couple of Babysitter's Club graphic novels. So Raina Telgemeier is, again, just a, a name that needs to become a household staple if you have younger readers. Just fantastic works. Um, each book is about 200 pages. So it is pretty substantial, a, a good chunk of reading. Um, and it's definitely going to make a fan out of your younger readers. Um, also, I think this one's fun. For the extra ambitious, depending on your child's interest, she also has a book published called Share Your Smile, which is hmm. an interactive journal that encourages kids and teaches them how to make their own comic book stories, kind of inspired by the fact that Smile is her own story and is, is true to life. Um, it kind of encourages kids to use their imagination and uh, gives them a little bit of a platform to create comics as well. So I think uh, Smile, Share Your Smile, anything Raina Telgemeier, uh, you're definitely going to want to check out because they don't keep handing Eisners to her for nothing. <laughs> She's seriously, guys, like seriously impressive. That's awesome. I mean, that's a great, uh, that's a great cover too. I love that cover so much. <laughs> um, all right, so we are going to move on uh, to our uh, publisher specific, um, I believe, recommendations now. So next, we are going to be get, uh, we're going to get into our recommendations for what do you get someone that is trying their best to get into DC comics. Um, so. Okay, so th this is one I think that we both like <laughs> looked at each other and I was like, all right, so you take Marvel, I'll take DC. But we did it. We we both have recommendations for both of these because we both approach DC Comics very differently. Mm -hmm. So um, I will start us off here with what I would recommend. And my recommendation is Deceased, uh, Deceased by uh, Tom Taylor, Trevor Harrison. And now it is a um, wonderful, wonderful book. Uh, the first, uh, The first run, the first... Uh, I guess, you know, uh, introduction to Deceased is only six issues. Um, now you can go ahead and find that trade paperback or you can find that hardcover anywhere for between $20 to $25. It's it's really, really accessible. You can go to your local comic book shop. Again, if they buy it digitally, you can find it there as well. Um, this is a book that uh, if they only read maybe Marvel and indie books, they've definitely heard of this because this has won a ton of awards. Uh, it, it's won awards and it's been nominated for stuff, but it's also gotten a ton of different um, spinoffs. You know, after the original six, I don't think Tom Taylor had any idea that this kind of, um, I'd say, Sunday afternoon project that he was writing was going to take off like it did. I think 
people really, really love this book. And the reason that I think this book became so popular is exactly why I'm going to recommend it to someone getting into DC. Because it's all of the fit, you know, the heroes that people know. But what it does best is it sort of sets you apart from very similar to how I said with Kingdom Come, where it's an Elseworlds title. I think this would be in the Elseworlds line if it was still around, um, because this is completely self-contained. All you need to know is you just need to have a passing familiarity with some of these characters here. Um, and it really, it I mean, it takes you away from the DC Trinity and showcases almost every single superhero that they can throw at you in one way or another. It's it's honestly so much fun, and it it's it's great because as soon it's it's a book like this, very similar to the other book that he did that was incredible was being Injustice. In that once they're done with the core story, there is so much prequel and sequel material available. So if they really love it, they can really just live in this universe, which is outside of the normal DC continuity, which can be very. I mean, it can be very intimidating to know when to jump into some of these stories. They can jump into the deceased verse and honestly just have a wonderful time watching the madness ensue. So uh, for people looking to get into DC Comics, I highly recommend uh, Deceased, the trade paper. You can get them the number one. You can find it mostly anywhere right now. It's great. All right. Well, I have an equally uh, expansive approach to a, a kind of contained DC universe, but a little bit different style. Uh, my recommendation for someone who wants to get into DC but doesn't have a familiarity with it or or doesn't know where to begin is actually DC The New Frontier by Darwin Cook, yes. the late legendary Darwin Cook. Uh, the DC universe spans decades of history, but there is at the very center of it a core pantheon of iconic faces. And of course, no one was better to tackle that legacy than Darwin Cook. Uh, this book has won an Eisner, a Harvey, and a Schuster Award. Um, maybe those awards don't mean anything to your gift recipient, <laughs> but again, it's one of those things where it's like, this has been recognized by the comics community for its incredible uh, contributions and just execution. Um, and the book collects uh, the six-issue series into one book. However, the six issues were all oversized issues, so each one clocked in at about like 60 or 70 pages. So the final edition of uh, New Frontier is going to be a big honkin' book. Uh, it was actually influenced by books like Kingdom Come, as well as Watchmen and The Dark Knight Returns, uh, and it bridges the gap between the Golden Age and the Silver Ages of uh, DC Comics, and it shows the Golden Age heroes like Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman meeting the new age of heroes that are beginning to rise, and that includes like The Flash, Green Lantern, and Martian Manhunter. It also takes place in world history. So if you've got someone who kind of likes uh, that idea of where the, the superheroes line up with our real world continuity. However, it doesn't 100% match either historical standards or uh, DC Comics continuity. They did eventually slide it into Earth 21 uh, in the New 52. But again, whoever's reading this who doesn't know about DC Comics, they don't need to know any of that stuff. That's just for you guys at home. Uh, and it is. It, I think it's a great view into the world of these heroes. Uh, it does a really great job of kind of giving you a little bit of everything, and it doesn't require your extensive knowledge of uh, of these. It kind of uh, in in a similar but not the same vein as DC Bombshells, where it puts these heroes into like what were they doing at this time in world history. Um, it's a really cool way to transition someone through. Okay, here's the Golden Age, here's the Silver Age, and we're we're moving up. Um, it is a very uh, layered story. I think it's a complex, but not in an a inaccessible way. It's just a rich story. Um, I actually really like that the first issue introduces you to the loser squad and doesn't like dive in with like, here's Superman, here's Batman, bam, bam, bam. It does kind of set up as like a wartime comic, which also is concurrent with the history of a lot of early publishing. Um, and as I mentioned before, it's almost a 500 page collection and there's multiple editions available. There is a DC black label edition that was published in 2019, uh, that I believe is about $35. Then there's the absolute edition, which is a very fancy hardcover. Uh, it features even more content, including sketches from Darwin cook. Uh, and it's a little more expensive, but depending on what type of person you are giving this gift to, whether they want something more highly collectible or something just they can dive right into. Uh, I think the new frontier is just a kind of uh, smorgasbord of uh, introducing you to DC's characters without having to know every single intimate detail about all of them. Yes. Yeah. I mean, 
it's it's a great pick. I mean, you can't go wrong with Darwin Cook. Oh, no. yeah. Oh. <sighs> This is incredible, Darwin. incredible talent. His, his, I mean, his work is iconic. It's just, it's yeah, up there yeah. with the giants like Alex Ross and, and all of those who have made such incredible contributions to DC comics. So yeah. incredibly recognizable as well. As soon as you look at anything, you're like that Darwin. Oh, that wonderful. Darwin, that Darwin. Um, all right. So, so next up. Yes. Yeah, so we are moving away <laughs> from DC to the other end of the emotional, no, not the emotional spectrum, just the other end of the comic book spectrum. And the other half of the big two. The other half of the big two. We are going to get into what do you get someone uh, who is looking to get into Marvel comics? Um, now, my answer is uh, it's definitely sort of what got me into Marvel um First, which is the annihilation, which I, 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 my brain has always just called it the annihilation event, but uh, being written by uh, Keith Giffen and Dan Abnett, this was this was published in March two thousand and six, and it had you know uh, some, it had some pre story, it had some like preamble, and then it also had the main story arc, and then a, a bunch of different tie ins. But uh, annihilation, honestly, is such a fun event that I really, really love because while I again, already had a passing familiarity with, you know, the everyone in the Avengers and in the Avengers roster. I thought Annihilation did a really good job of sort of literally taking you into space and showing you all of the things that are happening around the galaxy, the universe, while all of these other <laughs> incredible events are happening in Marvel continuity. So, um, Annihilation event is, uh, uh, I, I'm sorry, I just always called it that. Uh, <laughs> Annihilation, uh, also Annihilation Conquest, people call it a, a billion different things, but um, you can find Absolute Editions, um, you know, on on Marvel. Again, your uh, a local comic book shop should have maybe just the core story of it, one through six. Uh, they should have it about Maybe it can be anywhere between uh, twenty eight to thirty six dollars because it depends on what edition you're buying. But it's very very accessible. You should be able to find it in most places. Now, I really loved this event because while I I had an idea of who a lot of these characters were, we had like you know Nova, Silver Surfer, Galactus. Drax, Ronan, Gamora, Star-Lord, and of course, uh, Thanos himself. They are all in this event. So you can kind of go in and be like, hey, I, I know them. I have a familiarity with them. Uh, They're friends also- from work. <laughs> <laughs> They're friends from work. So, uh, But also having uh, just being completely wrapped up in this galaxy-spanning saga. Um, it's a very, very... Again, it's a really fun, easy read. It looks beautiful. Gabriel uh, Gabriel Delato did a ton of artwork for this. That really is what drew me in initially to it. Um, I wasn't reading much Marvel when I started reading this event, like almost like a zero Marvel. Uh, wow. Back in, I think I actually didn't read this until like 2009 or 10, but uh, it really did make me want to learn more about literally each of these characters because their, their stories are just so fleshed out. So um honestly annihilation by marvel is a really fun event that is you know people know secret wars and they know um you know the infinity saga and this is a good uh place to have someone jump in into the cosmic side of marvel so that's why i honestly i recommend it because it's wonderful and i think it it I mean, as you mentioned, people know Secret Wars, we've got Secret Invasion and, and uh, Infinity Saga, but uh, Annihilation is one of those stories that I think you could you could also hook somebody by saying like, hey, this hasn't come to the MCU yet, but you know, if it does, mm-hmm. you're you're ahead of the game. You'll, you can say, I was there when, you know, instead of <laughs> catching up and going, oh, I need to read Infinity Gauntlet now because I saw it all happen on the cinema. Mm-hmm. Um Kelsey O'Leary in the Let Your Geek Side Show group said Young Avengers, hands down, that's the series that got me back into comics after I'd left them for a long time. That is actually one of the series that cemented me as a Marvel reader. But if you can see the screen behind me, if you are watching our video format, I do have some uh, lovely Jamie McKelvey ladies behind me, not from Young Avengers, but from another series that if you haven't read, but you are a fan of Young Avengers, you're going to want to stick around for that. But next up, we have my Marvel pick, and I could have gone for hours on what to pick. but I picked Miss Marvel Volume 1, No Normal. Uh, and this is, it was first published in 2014. This is, of course, the Kamala Khan Miss Marvel. And I believe 
wholeheartedly, this book set a lot of the standards for introducing a new Marvel character into the universe in the the late the recent decade. Um, but the years 2015 through 20 uh, or 2012 through 2015 were just a golden age of modern Marvel, and you could throw a dart and pick any one of the books from that era. I mean, we've got Hawkeye, Thor, God of Thunder. I think just around that time was also the Immortal Iron Fist, uh, the Nodo and Edmondson Black Widow. Any book from that time period is hugely fantastic for getting someone into modern Marvel, but I think none more so than uh, Miss Marvel. It is Kamala Khan's newness and her love her own love for the rest of the Marvel universe that makes her the perfect introductory character for Marvel newcomers. This was written by G. Willow Wilson with art by Adrian Alfona, who you may or may not recognize for co-creating Runaways. So he has a great handle on uh, teenage characters, um, just fantastic physicality. uh, And and especially with a character like Kamala Khan, if you or uh, the reader is not familiar with her powers, physicality is a huge deal in the artwork here. Uh, Ms. Marvel No Normal tells the story of Kamala Khan, an ordinary teenager and a superhero fangirl from Jersey City. And I think that's a most interesting take on the character. I mean, right al- she's right alongside Miles Morales right now of the kind of new guard of teenage heroes. Back for for some people in different generations, T- uh, Peter Parker was the teenage superhero, but Peter Parker is an adult now in this world, and Captain Marvel is a a big superhero. And so this is a teenage fangirl who writes fanfic, and she plays World of Battle Quest. I think that's what it's called. They they have a, a Warcraft uh, XB in 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 the series, and and so she is a fangirl extraordinaire. She is suddenly empowered with incredible gifts and has to decide for herself what her identity really is when compared to her literal heroes. She has modeled her whole life after the heroes she adores, and she does have an identity crisis that comes out in a really cool way when she just like realizes that she could possibly be a superhero. Um, I just think she's a beautifully relatable character. She's so fun. It is a, it is a fun modern take on the superhero experience. And like personally reading this when I was a fangirl too, it was just like that, connects you in such a way um but she gives a really fun and fresh perspective on the world of superheroes uh the book also really heavily focuses on family and being authentic to who you are which i think is at the core of a lot of marvel superheroes Mm -hmm. and this is the series that gave us the line good is not a thing you do or good is not a thing you are it's a thing you do which is on par for marvel catchphrases with great responsibility that like good is not a thing you are it is a thing you do like Ooh, and it's also a perfect gift for those who may have tuned into the recent Disney Investor Day announcements because, of course, Ms. Marvel is getting her own series. So Ms. Marvel, no normal. It is just the kind of one of the pinnacles of the last decade of Marvel storytelling. Yes, such a good book. That is my recommendation. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, awesome. I mean, um, again, we could have sat all day and recommended DC stuff and Marvel stuff, but... We understand that, you know, not only of the big two, but me, me and Amy specifically read a lot of, uh, you know, independent publishers as well. So we are going to get away from the big two and we are going to look at what do you get someone that's trying to get into indie books, into books that are, you know, creator owned, you know, that we're looking at the likes of uh, Image Comics, Vault, Aftershock, uh, even, you know, I- IDW and... And a lot Those of are smaller publishers. a lot harder to pin down because you are buying based on you need to understand what story you're giving to somebody else. Yes. So, Paul, you want to start with your pick? I sure do. So this is a book that I've recommended about a billion times because I love it so much. Um, I am recommending East of West by Jonathan Hickman and Nick Dragata. Uh, the first you can honestly get the first volume. So the first issues uh, you can get that for about between depending on uh what iteration of the trade paperback you're buying you can get it for the old normal of 9.99 or you can get it for about 12 to 13 dollars or you can get the whole thing collected for about 80 because there's a lot of books it ran for about five years um so this book was it came out in march of 2013 and was originally announced at a new york comic-con and then immediately you know they had showed previews of this book and it had sold out um pretty quickly uh the first uh the first issue so image comics knew that they had a hit on their hands and jonathan hickman and nick uh nick drugata had just come off an incredibly successful run on fantastic four 
as well. So people were, you know, they were pretty, um, they were a pretty hot dynamic duo at the time, as far as comics go. Um, not only were people of image comics and indie comics really excited, but you were bringing over everyone that was reading Fantastic Four and loving it as well. So uh, this book really did encapsulate, to me personally, a lot of the things that can go incredibly right with a uh, creator-owned book. Uh, you know, they really allowed Jonathan Hickman to create his whole world and tell all of these incredibly complex stories inside of his own world. So I don't want to give off too much about what the story is because you can find it really anywhere. I'm sure you know, you've even if you have just a passing familiarity with comics, you've definitely maybe heard of this book. And if not, you definitely know who Jonathan Hickman is. So <laughs> um, this book is a techno-Western sort of um, opera that I say takes place in the future. I believe it's 2046 in a post-apocalyptic or it's going to be post-apocalyptic um, world the, uh, in the United States. And the four horsemen of the apocalypse are at the forefront of this book, and the main characters, specifically that you're seeing on the cover there, is death. So, um, and it just it immediately from the first right out the gate, it it takes an incredibly just different view. Now, like Amy was saying, it's really hard to nail down why you should read this book. Um, not only just because it's like, hey, dude, trust us, it's a good <laughs> book, but it's just. Um, it's a story that is incredibly fleshed out and it has it's you know for lack of a better word you can pick up this trade paperback the first one and it's a true number one you don't need to know anything before going into the story all you have to do is just sit back and enjoy and just be really just wrapped up in this incredible storytelling that hickman was allowed to take five years to just take people on this journey i believe it just ended um in like november of 2019 it went for a long time because it was so good um i mean it's the best way that i can explain it is if you're hooked you will definitely uh the best reason for to read east to west is you can invest like all of your time all of your energy in just these books and be completely wrapped up in it it's everything that you would really really want in like an indie book. It's, it went for a really long time. The universe is great. An incredible team, incredible art, um, and it, it shows. So East of West, number one, if you're trying to get someone into um, an independent publisher, this is Image Comics, um, and East of West is incredible. Read it. So, so I coincidentally also chose an Image Comics book, <laughs> but I also want to point out, if you're going to take a chance on an independent trade, uh, Image Comics has done an amazing thing where a lot of their volume ones yes. are $9.99, which is cheaper uh, than their subsequent trades, which are usually about $14.99. Uh, but the first introductory volume is usually $9.99, and that is to encourage people to take a chance on these books. And, and more often than not, you will get hooked. So even if you are flying blind and you just kind of grab an Image Comics title off the shelf, they do make great gifts that aren't terribly costly if you're not quite sure if the person is going to love the story. However, I do have a story recommendation for you guys that I think that you will love. This is another Image Comics book that was allowed to run its course and just absolutely slayed. This is The Wicked and Divine, Volume 1, also known as The Faust Act. Now, I want to point out right away uh, how you know this is the right gift for somebody. The title of the first volume is a pun because not only does it involve deals with the devil in a very Faustian sense, but it is the pun because it's the Faust Act. It is the first act. It is the Faust Act. Uh, so... That was that is if if you if your gift recipient doesn't roll their eyes at that type of punning, then they're <laughs> going to get along with this book just fine. Uh, this is by Jamie McKelvey uh, and Kieran Gillen, with colors by Matt Wilson and lettering by Clayton Cowles throughout. There's a couple of volumes where they do have guest artists, but I don't want to get too far in the weeds there. I personally have never had a reading experience quite like following The Wicked and the Divine. I had the privilege to read it monthly, but. It is, to me, a sheer testament to the power of independent comic book storytelling. Mm -hmm. The cast is as rich and as diabolical as your favorite big two heroes and villains. And this was, importantly, created by this team after their run on Young Avengers. So if you're <laughs> a fan of the modern uh, second volume of Young Avengers, not the uh, Jim Chung and uh, Alan Heinberg uh, series, this is the second, this is the same creative team of the second 
uh, Young Avengers. Just amazing. It blends mythology and pop culture, and Obsession is the name of the game with this series, and it's very it's extremely easily accessible. Again, a true number one. You don't have to read anything uh, th- that this team has done beforehand. There's no backstory needed. But the pitch is this. Every 90 years, 12 mythological gods are reincarnated as humans. They are loved. They are hated. And in two years, they are dead. Gods here are the ultimate pop stars. And in 2014, the the cycle is happening again. But just because they're immortal doesn't mean they're going to live forever. Uh, The series is, it is snappy. It is witty. There's a lot of fun references to actual modern pop culture and musicians. And if you get so far as to go into the special issues, pop stars were different in every era. I mean, in the 1900s, they didn't have uh, David Bowie lookalike pop stars. They had romantic poets or different uh, film, silent film stars. So they, they do explore what pop star means to the moment. And it's all about what do we idolize and what are you going to do with your brief candle of a life before it is snuffed out uh, are you going to make something worthwhile are you going to contribute to the world meaningfully are you going to be a star or are you going to burn out in your own heat um again it is a it is a complete series uh the first volume is 9.99 you get five issues worth of story it is very quickly addictive but again it is a complete story so if somebody has uh if if your gift your gift recipient gets excited and attached to this. You do have nine volumes worth of gift fodder if they don't <laughs> buy it all for themselves. Uh, Wicked and Divine is just an amazing, amazing series. And I don't want to spoil too much else. But uh, behind me in the image, we do have uh, Lucifer, who is the kind of, oh, Lucifer is the witch hand. There we Your, go. Uh, the, um, yeah, Lucy. She's the kind of David Bowie, thin white Duke style devil. And then we do have Laura, who... I guess my theme for today is fangirl extraordinaire uh, who wants everything that these gods have. Uh, and it's, it's just, it's such a good, good story. And I won't go much farther than that, but it's amazing. So that is my recommendation for independent storytelling. Now we do have one last category, but Paul and I did pick the same uh, uh, gift for this category. The last category is what the heck do you get somebody who has read everything already? You, you go to their house and they show you their collection. Everything is CGC graded. They've got more long boxes than you know what to do with. What do you get the person that you're pretty sure has read every book? That, we say, uh, because a core core tenet of this show is supporting your local comic book store. Get them a gift card. When in doubt, get them a local comic book store gift card. Uh, it is a win for everybody. It'll help them pay off their pull or maybe even purchase comic supplies. There's bags and boards you can get. A lot of comic book stores are also hobby stores. So if they're into tabletop gaming or they want something else, give them the power to choose for themselves. But make sure it is supporting a local store. Um, if they are a digital subscriber, maybe consider paying for a month of their subscription. But remember that that does help. Uh, that supports the creators. You can support your local comic book stores. There is no need to go through big retailers that are able to offer discounts on these books at the expense of comic book stores losing business. Um, especially because buying a gift card gives the store the money now. And a lot of stores are going to need help, uh, this holiday season because it, it has been an impacted time for everybody. But you know that if, if somebody shops there and you get them a gift card, it's going to get put to good use. So that is our, it, it might sound like a cop out, but you know, comic book gift cards are always a, a gift uh, yes. that the, the, the uh, giftee can decide for themselves and then they'll thank yeah. you for it later. Yeah. And it's, it's so much fun. I've gotten gift cards to comic book stores that I didn't know existed. And then I got to discover a new comic book store. And I mean, that's honestly so much fun to be able to walk into a new comic book store for the first time, specifically if they're people like me, Amy and Jasmine, who've read a billion books and walked into a billion different stores and the reader in your life that's read everything. Uh, it's, it's always fun to have the experience to uh, now specifically safely walk into a comic book store and just kind of have, um, you know, pick of the litter there, if you will. Yeah. All right, so we are coming up on our final hauler at the hall for this year. Thought I was going to forget, but no. Uh, But before we get to that, we do have a giveaway code word for you guys. If you guys want to enter into the Gleam giveaway that we did mention earlier, again, for the Amazon Warrior Wonder Woman uh, signed art print proof by Olivia de Bernardinis, the secret code is WONDERFUL wonderful that is spelled the way that it sounds it is all capital letters all one word wonderful yes 
and uh, we'll get everyone to write that down. Take a second, and when you head over to the Gleam link, which is uh, side, so, oh, sorry, I lost it. Side dot show forward slash uh, ww print gaw, and you can if you're entering now, you've probably already entered. Um, make sure you enter with that code word that Amy just gave everyone. Wonderful. So, yeah, that is my gift to you. <laughs> is your, is, yes, I am the gift. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I meant the code word is the gift, but sure, we'll go with that one. So, this is, as I mentioned, our last hauler at the hall for the year, and we asked you guys to share your stories of giving gifts as uh, giving comic books as gifts, whether it was trades, gift cards, other comic book related paraphernalia. We had a bunch of fantastic responses on our Instagram, our Facebook group, and in our uh, our Gleam giveaway because last uh, the last giveaway you guys could enter with that. So yes. uh, Tim R1022 on Instagram said, on gift giving occasions, one of my best friends and I gift each other comic book recs in the form of trades. This has been a nice little tradition going on for a few years now. I most recently gifted the Kyle Higgins Winter Soldier series and received some Star Wars Dr. Afra. Nice. Oh, that is so awesome. Um, also on Instagram, um, Justin, the movie nerd, said, I seem to always give my friends comics for the holidays. I always pick stuff that I know they'll love that they may not get for themselves, like Saga, Outer Darkness, or Jupiter's Legacy. It's always fun uh, to discuss the books after the read. All right, from our Let Your Geek Sideshow Facebook group, Pam Ford said, absolutely, we would go to the used bookstore and load up on comics for our grandson, who is a voracious reader. He would get a pile of about 20 books every holiday and birthday, and he is very fond of the Hulk. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Boladano, also in the Let Your Geek Sideshow Facebook group, says, I recently bought my six-year-old daughter a bunch of blank comics, uh, four Disney blanks, the recent pink uh, Harley blank, etc. So she can draw sketches on them and then uh, plan to send them out and have them encapsulated. Um, I also get the mini comic packs at uh, at his local LCS and give them out as candy during Halloween. A fun and educational. Give them out program. with candy. Oh, give them out with candy? <laughs> not as candy. They are not <laughs> edible. <laughs> I I read it as like instead of candy, which I, I – just but, you know – I mean, you can eat technically comics if you try hard enough, but that's candy and comics, though. That's candy that's even better. I'm gonna go to and that that's, house. That's great. That is Halloween Comic Fest is put out uh, by the uh, by Diamond and other comic book uh, kind of companies, and and yeah, there are miniature comics that you can obtain from your store, and that is a great idea. Um, <laughs> Gene Jornalis from our Gleam giveaway said, uh, I gave my best friend his very first Fantastic Four comic book back in middle school in the 80s. I was helping him move last month and we came across it and it is still in great condition. I couldn't believe he kept it all these years. That's, That's so awesome. cool. That's a long time. That's awesome. Uh, and lastly, Philip Dempsey, uh, one of our uh, Gleam entries, said, as a teacher at NEC, I made it a point to have a take a comic, leave a comic desk in my office. I love doing that and often would put some of my favorite comics there to introduce kids to some great titles. Blue Monday, Lumberjanes, Miles Morales, and Rising Stars were some of the titles that were on my desk. Good memories. Oh. That's awesome. Specifically Just Lumberjanes. Out of all of those titles, like, and I mean, uh, Justin on Instagram mentioning, uh, mentioning Saga and Jupiter's Legacy, there are a billion comic book titles out there. And so every single one of them is just waiting to be given as a gift to someone who hasn't yet met them. Um, I know that if, if my D&D group is watching right now, please turn off the stream. But uh, someday I plan to give them copies of Die. Uh, oh. Die is amazing. Um, just any of those books that kind of relate your experience. And it's always fun when you can personalize it. Like, Hey, I have a friend who works at a coffee store. I'm going to give them a copy of Moonstruck. Uh, that was the one about the werewolf barista I talked about on Halloween. So just one of those things. Um, now we don't have a new question for you guys, because again, this is the last show of the year. However, we do need your help. Uh, our first show of the year next year will be January 6th at 4 PM Pacific time live on Facebook's channels. And we are going to ease into the new year instead of jumping right in with the brand new books for that week we are going to be inducting some nominees into our comics hall of fame for 2020 2020 has been a bizarre year but uh comic books have triumphed uh there have been a many amazing stories to celebrate so this year we do actually have a poll up on our blog it is live right now and it will be live all the way up through that show we yes. need your votes uh to help us decide in eight categories you'll be vo voting for the best writer artist, cover artist, event book, new series, continuing series, adapted media like movie or television show based on a comic book, and mm -hmm. 
your top three publishers that you read this year. Yes. So we we have a poll. I think Jasmine will be able to drop the link for you guys in just a sec. Just a really nice, uh, take your time, think about it. And you know, if you don't see the person or the thing you want to nominate in the choices we have provided, you can always email us at thecomicshall at sideshow.com. Um, if you send your answers on social, it might be a little harder for us to collect those. So do try to keep it in the poll or the email, but you can always shout out at us at the comics hall on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well. We want to hear what you guys loved this year because that energy will carry us forward into a brand new year. I mean, publishers this week have been announcing their March books already and I'm getting freaking excited. I mean, (laughs) beta Ray bills getting a book in March, but before we uh, say goodbye to 2020. We do need your help picking what you guys yes. thought was was the top of this year, the the highlights of the comic book world this year. Yes, we are very very excited uh, to to be able to sort of like Amy said, ease into the new year with how great the year uh, 2020 was a great year for books, and so we really want to celebrate that, and we want your help to help us celebrate that. Um, now uh, that poll should be dropped. For everyone, uh, if you would like to reach out to us between now and January 6th, you can find us everywhere at The Comics Hall, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we also have our own. Um, you can find me and Amy in the Let Your Geek Side Show Facebook group. We're pretty active there as well. So I think that about wraps it up, Amy. I think it wraps it up in a neat little bow. This has been uh, a comics holiday special. I mean, uh, this this is such an exciting time, and there is still time for you to get comic book gifts for yourself or for loved ones. Um, thank you guys so much again. We've we've passed a year milestone as of this week, so. Thank you so much for your continued support uh, watching every week. If somebody's out there calculating just how much money Paul and I have spent on books (laughs) over a year, uh, I'm sure that's not a pretty number, but uh, it it means the world to us that you guys support us. And thank you for joining us through the chat cave format and now this live show and on our podcast format that streams on your favorite podcasting platforms. We're just kind of, we're sneaking in everywhere, getting you guys as many comic book wrecks as we can. Um, Don't forget to enter that Gleam giveaway that we did discuss earlier. Um, You can find all the information for that earlier in the show, plus the secret code word that we dropped that'll get you extra entries. And I think that does it for the year. You guys keep keep reading your books, pick up your stuff for the holidays. And if you can't try to pay your books in advance, don't leave your your store in a holiday lurch. It is a weird time for comic book stores. But stay safe. Tune in for the remaining days of Spectacular. We'll see you for 12 days. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see you for the new year for the Comics Hall of Fame Best of 2020. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And as always, I'm Amy. And I'm Paul. And this is the Comics Hall. This has been the Comics Hall with Amy and Paul, presented by Sideshow. Submit your response to our fan mail question of the week by emailing thecomicshall at sideshow.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Also, don't forget to vote on the panel of the week in the Let Your Geek Sideshow official Facebook group. You can watch us live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on Sideshow's official Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, and Periscope channels. And you can keep in touch with our show on social media at The Comics Hall on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, don't forget to let your geek side show. Sideshow.